Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Just talking here about tonight's national championship game between LSU and Clemson. And uh should be a really good game, right? I mean, these are there are three great teams in college football this year. And I will say Ohio State was one of them. I mean, sadly, they had to play Clemson, but man, I don't know. LSU just seems seems like this is their year. If if LSU loses this game, I'm going to wonder what Debo Sweeney's got. You know, does he have like some magic elixir of how he wins these games? But uh, I, I don't know. I think I think I'm in on LSU. I think this is their year. My only question is, will they be out coached? Because I think the, I think uh, Ordron is a good guy, but is he a great? Big game coach. You know, look, some things always happen. Things things occur. And sometimes you need a guy who's been there before. So uh, for all those of you that are watching tonight, and I know I'll be one of them, enjoy the game. It should be a good one. All right, speaking of games, we had a bunch over the weekend. And I think they were pretty, I think three out of four of them were pretty good. I think three out of four of these games were pretty good. I think one wasn't. And we'll get to that one last, because why would I lead with the crappy one? Let's lead with the best one. Man, Chiefs, Texans, wow. Wow. If I had told you the Texans were winning 24 nothing, would you think I was crazy? Watching that game, you're like, are the Texans going to win? How many of you actually thought the Texans were going to win? I bet you a lot of you did. Can I be honest with you? I didn't. I just didn't think the Texans were going to win. Maybe they were going to win, but they weren't going to win in a landslide. The Chiefs were going to come back. So maybe they could have won, but in my mind it was going to be like 38-35. You know, something like that. Because you can't keep the Chiefs down for four quarters. Problem was, the Texans' defense just disappeared. I mean, they were... I don't know. I don't want to say they were good in the first quarter, but man, they were wretched the rest of the game. They're terrible. So let's focus on the good in this game. Patrick Mahomes, dude. Oh, he's so good. He is so good. I mean, and he ran the ball effectively. That was the difference in this game. He made plays with his feet. Damian Williams had two touchdowns, but only had 47 yards rushing, and he only had really one carry of the 26 yards, the same as his jersey number. You take that carry out, he was 11 for 21. That's not going to do much for you. Texans really bottled him up. I mean, they ran Sammy Watkins a little bit one time, but they couldn't stop Travis Kelsey. Oh, man. If you had Mahomes to Kelsey, you probably cashed in. DFS. Kelsey, 10 receptions for 134 yards and three touchdowns. Wow. I mean, seriously, wow. We have breaking news. Go ahead. Really? For no for knowing uh for knowing all these crappy things? Really? Hmm. Mets got lucky there. All right. Tyree Kill. 
Three catches, 41 yards. They bottled him up. They bottled Tyree Kill up. Well, they did that, and they left Kelsey open. Now, by the way, when you play the Chiefs, it's really pick your poison. You want to stop Hill? You want to stop Kelsey? Can't stop both. Very few teams can stop both. Certainly, the Texans are not one of them. Texans historically bad against the tight end. Historically bad. Go look at the numbers over the last five years. Can't stop a tight end to save their life. Damian Williams played well. Blake Bell scored. I mean, look, if you think about it, it was 12 receptions. This guy yelled at 13 receptions for close to 100, over 150 yards and four touchdowns to tight ends. When Blake Bell finds the end zone, you know you're in trouble. There was a point that I tweeted out. It was like the Texans' defense was a boxer and like late in the round, and they were just gra- clutching, grabbing on jerseys. They couldn't stop the Chiefs. I mean, I felt badly for the, for the Texans' defense. They were out there all game. And let's just be honest. They were outcoached. Bill O'Brien, do you, I don't know if you'll remember this play out there, but did you remember when at the end of the game he was going to like punt it and then Deshaun Watson was like screaming at him? He's like, all right, let's go for it. I mean, dude, that just shows you this guy's a moron. Bill O'Brien can't, can't take this team to the next level. And I will say this. I can look at this box score and know many things. And here's the one thing I can tell from the Texans box score. Where was Duke Johnson? Carlos Hyde was doing very little. Very little. Duke Johnson, if he's out there, maybe he can run and he can catch. Carlos Hyde doesn't catch the ball very well. It's not a threat. You need to have him out there. I think that was a big mistake. I was like, where's Duke Johnson? Where's Duke Johnson? Deshaun Watson did whatever he could do. DeAndre Hopkins did whatever he could do. Will Fuller played a good game. Kenny Stills did his best. By the way, Darren Fells was terrible. And then Deshaun Watson was pretty inaccurate. And, and if you locked the fourth quarter, he was throwing way high. He was way off. Not to say he's not a great player, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. Let's not kid ourselves. Clearly, the best team won. And if you don't believe that, I don't know what game you're watching. Chiefs were the best team. Chiefs are the best team. And I'm excited to see them there. Back in the AFC Championship game. I wanted them in the Super Bowl last year. Will I get them in the Super Bowl this year? I just might do that. I just might get that. The only problem is they're playing a really, really tough team to play. They're playing a really tough team who's going to give them problems because they do one thing better than, I don't want to say better than any other team in football, but they do one thing really well. They run the football. So we will talk about the Tennessee Titans. We'll talk about that game against the Ravens. We will break down what happened to Lamar. We will talk about Derrick Henry. And I will buy me a Derrick Henry jersey because I love that dude. All right, I'm Dr. Otto. We're back right after this. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made.
All right, we're back. Dr. Rota here. Full-time fantasy. Sean, this is some crazy stuff here. I'm going to take a break from football for a second here. This baseball thing is, is insane. So the Astros will lose first and second round picks each of the next two years. And A.J. Hinch, manager and general manager Jeff Luno, suspended for a year. And bench coach Alex Corey, you're saying, looks like he may be suspended too. Wow, so the Red Sox could be without their guy. I like Alex Cora, actually. I think he's a good dude. He does a lot for his people. He really does. And the players love that guy. They really do. Maybe because he's a cheat. I don't know. So, I mean, Beltran was, where was he? He was on the bench there, too? Can you blame the players? No, no, but seriously, could you blame the players? Would you find every player? Would you find every player $50,000 or something? I don't know. The authorities? I don't think a player would do that, dude. Yeah, right. They're going to get, yeah, exactly. They're going to get cut. Mike Fires, didn't he? Didn't he rat them all out? Yeah, he was the big rat. Yes, complete, completely. It, it validates a Red Sox championship to me with Alex Cora there. Maybe he's doing the same stuff. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I'd like them to, though. That's that's big. I mean, I don't know. I I just think there's nothing. There's nothing. I can I tell you this as as a teacher, okay? And I I said this when I very first started teaching. I mean, twenty years ago, I used to say to my class, "I'd rather you get a zero than cheat." Right? Because zero, I can figure out. Cheating, I lose all respect for you. You know what I'm saying? Did I ever tell you my famous cheating story of, this, of a student that I had? Okay, this is a great student story. So I, obviously I won't tell you any names. But this student was brought up in front of the honor council for having another student write his paper. And it was in my class, okay? And I said to the kid, did you write your paper? He goes, yes, I did. I said, look, I'm not going to be angry at you. Just tell me, did you write the paper? Yes, I did. Okay, I said, the, the, right, we're, we're just about to go, and I go, please, just the last time, just tell me, I don't care, just tell me the truth, that's all I care about. I wrote the paper, okay? We get in there, the other kid who's in there, first thing he goes, this guy paid me 50 bucks to write the paper, and I did it. Right? And then, the, so I looked at the kid, then the kid, right, who paid the 50 bucks comes up to me, I wouldn't even talk to him anymore, I was done. If I'm giving you three shots to tell me the truth, and you can't give me the truth, I, there's no hope for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm cool with that. I just have a problem with, you know, is Bill Belichick cheating? I think so. Yeah. Did Tom Brady deflate the ball? For sure. For sure he did. Right. So I don't know. I, I just find like, 
the Astros are a great team. The Astros could have won the World Series on their own. They didn't need to do this. I hate that. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not happy. I'm not happy at all. But I will tell you this, and I said this before, and I've said this on the air before. I'm friendly with uh, people down in Houston. I do a radio spot there during football season, and I'm telling you this is true. This is not like the, the baseball is coming after these guys. This is all true. All right? So don't think these guys are victims. They're not. They're guilty. Big fat guilt here. All right, so... All right, speaking of guilty, what's up, Philip, in Kentucky? How you been, my friend? How you know I'm guilty all the time? Ah, uh, because I know you. Yeah, you you missed me last week because I didn't call. I hey, did. Um, you all right? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, if I'm going to talk about Lamar being good, i got to talk about him being bad. And what he did this Saturday was classic, um, what I want to say, you know, he felt the pressure. And he was frustrated, and he did that a lot at Louisville. When he starts playing bad, he starts overthrowing receivers, and he did that a lot on yeah. Saturday. It was honestly, it was, you could see it in his face how frustrated he was. And that's the once you're frustrated, you don't come back. I mean, he does. He hasn't learned to come back from that. Right, and you know it's good that he's still young. He can learn, and I'm hoping that he can. You know, but I think he's going to be just knowing the kind of player. Well, I don't know. I don't know that. I can't say that. But feeling the way I do about the way he feels about himself and the way he conducts his business. I think he's going to be more motivated next year to uh, take care of that and rectify those situations. Whether he does or not, it's a different story, but I just think he's going to work. Well, look, I, I hope people think, and this this happened last year, Big Phil. This happened last year. Yeah, uh-huh. Last year, we had a crappy game, and people didn't want to draft him because they thought he was going to be horrible like he was in the playoffs, and then he ended up having an MVP season. He was the MVP. I mean, look at the numbers right. he put up in that game, and he played poorly. Exactly. And I tell you, I think it was more of um, the Titans stopped the Baltimore offense because I don't know, you know, they, they took care of the things that needed to be taken care of as far as defensive. Like they, you know, Ingram didn't get many carries, but they still didn't let him run free or let him catch any balls like he was doing. I know he was hurt, but. Um, it was kind of more of a defensive effort for the whole team instead of, you know, okay, maybe we just let Lamar be Lamar and just stop his uh, players that he's going to more often. But, Phil, can we argue that the play calling on fourth and one was really bad? I don't understand that one play. Where How about fourth and run, run it right on the gut? It doesn't make any sense to me. Come on. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got Edwards and you got Ingram, who's a hard runner to begin with, even though he's hurt. I mean, surely to God, you, you've done it all year long. Run the ball forward and get the first down. Yeah, I don't know. I don't there's understand. there's some sketchy. I thought there were some sketchy calls. And look, I think John Harbaugh is a good coach. I don't know if he's a great coach. I mean, he sometimes he gets outmaneuvered a lot in the playoffs. Oh, I kind of agree with that. So, I mean, anyway. look, and I'll, look. I think Mark Ingram's injury was a problem. I mean, that guy was I playing think- at twenty two percent, and would a healthy Ingram may change the results here? May. May. I mean, it may be. 28 to 24 instead of but can I say can I say something to you though the 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 tech the the, the Ravens passing uh pass defense has been much better than their run defense all year long and their run defense could not stop Derrick Henry and I don't know whether anybody could but the Ravens run defense is not very good well I mean I I don't think any right now the way he's playing I don't know if anybody can stop him because he ran all over the uh, Patriots the week before yeah they've been pretty decent against the run all year long yeah, no, I agree with that. 
But the Patriots have been the Patriots and the Ravens have been a little soft in the gut the last few five six weeks of the season. Well, you're right there, but you know overall for the season, I guess you know it's more what you do late in the year than it is. I'm still I'm still taking Lamar in the first round next year, and if I'm in a draft with you, I'm taking him before you. Okay, I'm gonna have to go incognito. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Thanks. All right, take care. You got it. All right, so let's talk about that. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry may be the closest thing that I've seen to Jim Brown. And I've never, I never saw Jim Brown live. I haven't. Not that, I'm old, but I'm not that old. But Derrick Henry is one of the greatest power runners I've ever seen. And my my biggest regret, I told you, I had Derrick Henry in a bunch of leagues. I got off him literally the last day. The last day on that Saturday, the day before the season. I stupidly said to myself, I have him in too many leagues. I need to diversify my portfolio. What an idiot I was. This didn't shock me from Derrick Henry. You know what actually shocked me from Derrick Henry? That he wasn't doing this last year and the year before. Because he's that good. But you know what it took? It took Ryan Tannehill to be there. I know this sounds crazy. But Derrick Henry and the Titans are better. Because the Titans listen to the immortal words of just play Tannehill. And I will explain to you why Ryan Tannehill may be the reason the Titans are, this, are, are doing so well. I don't think it's shocking. When you hear what I have to say about Tannehill, you'll understand why. I'll be back with you right after this. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, you want to be the next daily fantasy legend? I know I do. Go for the green with DailyRoto.com this fantasy golf season. And for a limited time, get free access to Daily Roto's PGA DFS product, including fantasy projections powered by Data Golf, PGA betting tools, and, of course, the DailyRoto.com fantasy golf optimizer. Don't lay up. Go for the green with Daily Roto. Head to DailyRoto.com and enter the promo code GREEN to access your free seven-day golf membership. That is DailyRoto.com. Promo code GREEN for your free trial. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So, before break, I had mentioned to you that Ryan Tannehill needs a ton of credit. So, let me explain. I'll make it simple. Marcus Mariota sucks. He is not a good quarterback. He flashed at certain times. There were moments when he was not horrendous, but for the most part, he was horrendous. And when the problem was teams could stack the ball, stack the box against Henry because they didn't respect Marcus Mariota in the least. They knew that Marcus Mariota, literally, if Corey Davis was down the field at 40 yards and was wide open, Mariota would miss him. Right? So you could stack the box against Derrick Henry, put eight guys in there, 
take your shot. Well, now you can't do that because Ryan Tannehill will make you pay. And let's not forget a brilliant drafting of A.J. Brown, and this guy's really good. He's really good. I'm, I'm, I think I'm starting to fall in love with him as a third-round pick next year. I really am. So don't look at Ryan Tannehill 7 for 14 for 88 yards and say, eh, this guy kind of stinks. He doesn't. They didn't need to throw the ball. And Tannehill's mobile enough to make plays. Mariota, the whole thing was, oh, he runs too much. Let's let him stay in the pocket. Well, he can't stay in the pocket because he sucks. So Tannehill's presence makes Derrick Henry better because you have to fear the pass. Now, it only took the Titans two years and five games to figure this out. But good for Vrabel for getting rid of Mariota. By the way, if you read any of my articles, any of them, early on before the season, I said they were going to make this move. I told you this move was coming. I thought it should have happened before the season because the truth of the matter is they knew it. They knew it in, in preseason. They saw Tannehill and they're like, whoa, this guy's legit. This guy's a real NFL quarterback. And the beauty of Tannehill is that he's been around long enough that the moment is not too big for him. Lamar Jackson is a really, really special talent. But let's be honest. Did you watch that playoff game? Didn't it look like the moment was a little bit too big for him? He's going to have to figure it out. He's going to have to relax enough. He put a lot of pressure on himself in that game. Now, maybe Lamar, maybe, maybe I'm wrong in saying this, but I don't think I am. I think the Ravens might be a lot better off on the road than they are at home. Maybe Lamar would be a whole lot better on the road because then there's less pressure. When you're the number one seed and you have the bye and you have home field advantage, there's pressure. A lot of pressure. And by the way, Willie Sneed sucks. Let's give Lamar some better receivers. Boykin may be good one day. Marquise Brown is good. I'd rather have, give me a Devin Funches. Give me another guy with, with experience and not Willie Sneed. Right? Not Willie Sneed. I think, and not Seth Roberts. I don't think you're winning with Seth Roberts and Willie Sneed. Those are like number five and six, not two and three. So Lamar doesn't play well, doesn't throw the ball well, looks like he's pressing, and the Ravens can't stop the run. That's a recipe for disaster. That's a recipe for absolute and utter disaster against the Titans, who are very well coached. Mike Vrabel is a very good coach. That is a Bill Belichick disciple. He out-Belichicked Belichick last week. You remember that, right? With that whole punting thing? You know he's good. Former player, smart player, smart coach. You put a smart coach with arguably one, one of the best three running backs in the league with a great receiver, and let's give Dean P some credit there. 
This guy's a system. He's a system defensive coordinator. But wh- I don't know if you saw that game. Adoree Jackson. Great defense. Crookshank. Great defense. And they did it without Jayon Brown. Which shocks me. Because Jayon Brown is good. They didn't even have their best linebacker. But I, I thought though their, their, their secondary played as well as I've ever seen. Now, that said, their secondary played great, but the Ravens don't have a great number one receiver. Marquise Brown should be a two, not a one. Marquise Brown should be a two and not a one. Because then he'd be a really good two. But you got to give Lamar Jackson a guy. He needs a guy. So was I shocked at the was I shocked? No, I wasn't. Because I knew that Tennessee could run the ball. And I think I said, as, as a matter of fact, I think I said on Thursday that Derrick Henry is gonna have to run for a whole lot of yards to keep this game close. And he did. 30 carries, 195 yards. Bam. He's a player. Wow. I can watch that guy play football all day long. All right, so here we are in the AFC. Chiefs, Titans, I think it's a good game. It was a good game earlier this year. If the Chiefs can't stop Derrick Henry, I don't know. I don't know. I think this game may be closer than you think. I think the Chiefs probably win it, but, man, I think it's going to be pretty close. Let's put it this way. Titans aren't going to lose this game. The Chiefs are going to have to win it. Right? Titans are going to run. Titans are going to pass effectively. They're going to play good defense. If Patrick Mahomes can figure this out, they'll win. The game is there for the Chiefs. I mean, as much as I like Derrick Henry, don't you really want to see Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in the Super Bowl? Don't you feel like you kind of want that? I know I do. All right, Seahawks and Packers. Did the better team win? I guess so. But I don't think, I got to be honest, do you think either of these teams deserves to make the Super Bowl? I think Seattle's defense is not very good at all. I mean, literally, the Packers have two players, two, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. They scored four touchdowns. Four. Couldn't stop them. They had two players. Why aren't you... Who's the defensive coordinator? Got to fire that guy in Seattle. Double cover Adams and let everybody else get open. This is not hard. They need a shutdown corner in the worst way. In the worst way. Shaquille Griffin is not a shutdown corner. They miss Richard Sherman. Desperately. The Legion of Boom was what made... Seattle, so dangerous. They don't have that. They got Clowney, who sometimes is a clown up front. They have great linebackers, and they got a weak secondary. You're going to beat Aaron Rodgers on the road with a weak secondary? Come on. And Aaron Rodgers didn't even play well. 16 for 27, 243 yards and two touchdowns? He didn't do anything. But he did enough to throw the ball to Devontae Adams, and he gave the ball to Aaron Jones. And I thought the Packers played really good defense. 
I thought they played really good defense. But I'll tell you this. Malik Turner. Oh, my God, dude. You got to catch that ball. That was it. Malik Turner drops the ball. Then he gets sacked. Game over. How do you, The ball literally hits you in the freaking hands. Terrible. I told you the magic number for, Lamar, for Marshawn Lynch was 20. He had the touchdowns. He just didn't have the carries. And when Lynch doesn't have the carries, they're not winning. I think this game is different with Chris Carson. I do. I mean, Green Bay's run defense actually looked good. But Green Bay's run defense is not very good. Don't go to bed tonight feeling that Green Bay's run defense is very good. Because it's really not. Blake Martinez is good. But the run defense, not very good. But Marshawn Lynch, Travis Homer, I mean, come on. Come on. How much could Russell Wilson do? How much could he do? He played great. He's a great player. Tyler Lockett played great. This was a Lockett week and not a Metcalf week. We mentioned that. I gave that out of my DFS plays. You played my DFS plays. You might have done pretty well. I think I had Lynch. I had Kelsey. I had Lockett. I had Mahomes. I might have done all right this week. Damien Williams. I'd have to check that. But look, Seattle's a flawed team. And flawed teams can only go so far. They have some good players, some great players, but they've got flaws. And when you get to the playoffs, your flaws come out. Right? You're only as good as your worst flaw. Their flaws, their secondary. It's not good. You need a guy to cover a player. You got to cover Devontae Adams or you're not winning. All right, I'm going to continue talking about Green Bay against Seattle. And then I'm going to talk about San Francisco, Minnesota. Then we're going to talk about the NFC. I'm Dr. Roto. I'll be back with you right after this. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, we are back. By the way, first baseball draft is actually tomorrow night, and I will be partaking in it. It is the FSGA Fantasy Baseball Experts League, and the draft is actually in Vegas. I will not be there. I'll be drafting remotely, Uh, but I will be in my first baseball draft tomorrow. So uh, please wish me more. I need more than luck. I don't know. I needed somebody else's brain. But uh, I'm going to have my friend uh, Gray Albright from Razball.com join me tomorrow. And maybe he can talk, me some, talk some sense into me. I have the fifth pick. And I'm going to say it right now. Sean, I'm going to tell you. Sean, guess who I'm taking at five? I'm putting it out there. Who am I taking at five? I am taking a man who just made a whole lot of cash. Eric Cole. Second call. 
Taking Jericho. I know it's early, but I don't care. I think he's uh, the best pitcher. Number five overall. You don't like it? Well, look, Acuna is going to go. Christian Yelich is going to go. Mike Trout's going to go. That's three. So at four, maybe the guy at four takes him. I could see that. It's Ray Flowers, but I don't think Ray Flowers is taking Cole. I think at that point it's Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, or Jared Cole. If Cole is there for me at five, I'm taking him. Taking him. I can get, what, 20 wins, 300 strikeouts? How much is he going to struggle with a 3.12 ERA versus a 2.13? Mookie Betts is going to get traded. I don't know. Don't you think that could affect Mookie? They signed him to the one-year 27 mil so they could trade him. They're going to trade Mookie Betts. They're definitely trading Mookie Betts. I wouldn't trade Mookie Betts. I'd, I'd build my team around Mookie Betts. Personally, I would build my team around him. But uh, I don't know. I think that's uh, a lot of good people in this league. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, we'll see what happens at this draft tomorrow night. I will let you guys know on Wednesday how well I did or how poorly I did. But uh, don't lose faith in me. Uh, I'll figure it out. I will stay up all night if I have to tonight, which I'm actually doing this whole weekend. Okay, so getting back to uh, Seattle and Green Bay. Green Bay was a better team. Aaron Rodgers played well. Aaron Jones played well. And Devontae Adams played well. Arguably, they had the three best players on the field. I, you would say Russell Wilson's also a great player. but And Blake Martinez played well. And what's-his-face, uh, Preston Smith and Zaire Smith. They got, to, they got to the quarterback. That's what they paid them for in the offseason. The Packers paid up for defense, and it paid off. It did. You're a Packer fan. you got to be happy. Your defense showed up. Congratulations. Now you get to play arguably the most complete team left. That's right. The San Francisco 49ers. You may not like the 49ers. You may not enjoy the way they play football. You might even call the 49ers, dare I say, boring. But this is a good team. It's a good team. They dig Tevin Coleman out of the dirt. This guy runs 22 carries for 105 yards and two touchdowns against a Minnesota Viking defense, which was so stingy against the run for weeks. Didn't matter. Raheem Mostert. 12 for 58. They threw when they had to. They ran it down their throats. Now, interestingly enough, I want you to think about this with me. Four teams left. Titans run the ball well. 49ers run the ball well. Packers run the ball well. Only the Chiefs don't. But the Chiefs have arguably the best quarterback in the game. So, 
I know that we live in a time where coaches want spread offenses and we want passing, 50 completions, 50 attempts, 400 yards. But you know what wins at the end of the day? Running. Running. The 49ers run the football. They win. The Packers run the football. They win. The Titans sure as heck run the football. They win. If you can run the football and pass when you need to, you win. As opposed to you pass and you hope to run the football. The best teams run the football. Or the best teams can run the football. The 49ers are a complete team. Do you know that George Kittle only went 3 for 16? Emmanuel Sanders 2 for 33 and they still won this game by 17? Dude, Nick Bosa is the bomb. Oh, man. That guy? I'm not sure anybody can stop him. I think his hot breath is going to be in Aaron Rodgers' face all weekend. And let me tell you something. I think the 49ers beat the Packers easily. I'm going to say this, easily. They're going to run the ball down the Packers' throats. They're going to throw it when they need to. Nick Bosa is going to be in Aaron Rodgers' grill all day. And the, the Packers only have one receiver. You don't think that they're going to figure they're going to put Richard Sherman and somebody else on him, double cover him? The 49ers are smart. And Kyle Shanahan is the best play caller left. He is the best play caller left. He's number one. Andy Reid's number two. Vrabel and LaFleur, I'm not so sure. I assume LaFleur is three. Vrabel's a defensive guy. I'm sure he's the fourth guy. But I know that Kyle Shanahan can dial it up. I know he can dial it up. I mean, think about it. Tevin Coleman, eighth, ninth round fantasy pick. Raheem Mostert, double digit. Matt Bryder, round 11. Debo Samuel. Kendrick Bourne. Maybe George Kittle's the only guy who's a fantasy player. And Emmanuel Sanders, like a sixth or seventh round pick. They're going to the Super Bowl, most likely, and they don't have anybody who's a star. They all play well together. They all play well together. Now, the Packers play the 49ers, and let me tell you this. The Packers better stop the run. They better stop the run because if they don't, it's over. Over. And Kittle wasn't even used this week. He will be used next week. Emmanuel Sanders will be used. Debo will be used. The 49ers have, have more wrinkles. They, they, only had, they didn't even have to use their other wrinkles in this game. They went right to the running game. Didn't have to throw it. And look at what they did. They stopped Dalvin Cook cold. Nine for 18. And how about the bigger number? Dalvin Cook had six receptions. Do you know how many yards he had? I want you to guess. Guess how many yards he had on six receptions. You got the number in your head? Eight. Six receptions for eight yards. That's, that's unthinkable numbers. They held Thielen down, and they just beat the Vikings. They beat them. Beat them badly. And by the way, if I'm the Vikings, 
losing Stefanski to the Browns, I'm not, I'm not upset about that. In fact, I might be okay with that. I think Mike Zimmer needs to hire a better, better offensive coordinator. And I think that the Browns made a mistake. I think you have a chance for Josh McDaniels. I think you take it. McDaniels has made Tom Brady a pretty darn good player over the years. The Patriots have won with arguably subpar talent over the years. I think you're going to look back and wish you had taken Josh McDaniels. Who right now, to me, has got to be the coach in waiting in New England. Why would I go anywhere? How long is Belichick going to stay there? Probably another year or two? Got to think that McDaniels is his guy. The only problem with McDaniels staying there is that you, you get compared to Bill Belichick for the rest of your life. That's a problem. I'm not sure anybody wants that. You want to be compared to Bill Belichick? I know I don't want to be. So that might be the reason for getting out of town. Outside of that, there you go. So I don't know what to tell you. I know that I know that the 49ers are an extremely well-coached team. I know that they are as complete a team as I've seen. And I think that they convincingly beat the Packers. Do I want to see... Now, a Titans 49ers Super Bowl, do I want to see that one? Probably not. That might have too much running, not enough throwing for me. But a Chiefs 49ers one? Yeah, sign me up for that. Best offense in the AFC against the best defense in the NFC? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. I thought I really did. I thought about this. Do you know what I think made the difference for 49ers this year? They had two very close games against the Ravens and the Saints. And those games matured that team greatly. Because those were two Super Bowl caliber teams that they played during the season. You know, some teams play the Dolphins. Some teams play the Jets. Some teams play the Bengals. The 49ers were playing the Ravens and the Saints. That's, that'll help you. You go up against Sean Payton, you got to figure it out. You go up against Lamar Jackson, you better know what you're doing. I think that was a big difference. I really do. I think that was a big difference. So I am very impressed with what I saw by the 49ers. I'm impressed by John Lynch. I'm impressed by Shanahan. I'm impressed by Robert Sala, who, by the way, deserves to get a head coaching job at some point or at least an opportunity to interview. Really didn't happen to him this time. But that guy looks like a leader. Doesn't he just vibe as a leader? Looks a little scary dude on the the sideline there, but I think he vibes as a leader. So, I don't know. I'm I'm just throwing it out there that I think the Chiefs 49ers gives us the the most, you know, styles make fights. The Chiefs 49ers should be a good fight. The 49ers could beat the Chiefs, by the way. And we'll, we'll, we will talk about this if it gets there. Because the, the, they can, they do the things that, that the Chiefs don't. They run the ball real well. Chiefs don't stop it very well. And they can pressure Mahomes. 
So the Chiefs better be nervous. The Chiefs should be praying for the Packers. The Chiefs should be praying for the Packers. Titans, it won't matter either way. Titans will play the same way either way. But I think if I'm the Titans, I'm praying for the Packers. I don't want to see the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I don't want to see Nick Bosa. That guy's arguably one of the best rookies to come in in the league in years. This guy's better, more J.J. Watt than J.J. Watt. Unreal. I mean, I was just so impressed. Great job by the 49ers. Got one more week. Got to do it at home. I think they can. All right, we'll take a little break. We'll go back. We'll talk a little about tonight's national championship game right after this. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. By the way, I'm going to stop. Uh, I'm going to take a little time out from the end of the championship game. By the way, because there's a thing here for Alex Cora. MLB's report on uh, labeled Alex Cora as an active participant in both developing the team's banging scheme to alert players to pitches and to illegally utilizing the replay room to decode signs. No suspension was announced for Cora today. But MLB made it clear in its report that Cora was a driving force in the cheating, suggesting that his penalty could be harsher than, a, than a, the one that given to A.J. Hinch. But on the other hand, the report says that the buck stops with the field manager and the general manager. And since Cora was simply a coach and no other coaches have been suspended, maybe he's not being held to the, the same standard. So, I don't know. This is a tough one here for me. I think Cora... Can you, can you bench a guy half a year? Can you bench him to the All-Star break? Does that totally screw your team up? Or do you just bench him a year and move on? I don't know. I think, I think he gets a year. I mean, he developed the system. This is a guy who created the cheating system. So I think, he, I think the right move is the year. I think the right move is a year. But I feel badly because I think this tarnishes his reputation. And look... You do the crime, you do the time, right? That's, that's fact. We know it. We know that's how it works. But I think it'll be very interesting to figure this out, to see what happens and how it affects the Red Sox. Got to think it's going to affect that team greatly. Maybe it galvanizes them and they play well. Or maybe they're like, oh my God. Or, or do they fire him? I don't think they do that, but uh, I do think it's a mess. All right, super quick. Like I said, LSU-Clemson tonight should be a great game. Joey Burrow against Trevor Lawrence, uh, two of the best teams out there. If you're watching that game, enjoy it. I know I will be watching it. I know The game probably starts at 8 o'clock and will end around midnight. So don't worry if it's like 10, 20 and your wife wants to watch The Bachelor. You'll be cool. Plenty of time. A lot of timeouts in these games. 
But right now it's time to put away the insurance cards, put away the copay. The office is closed, my friends. Back with you tomorrow. We're going to talk football, and of course, we're going to talk some baseball. All right, this is Dr. Roto saying be well. Take care. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network.